Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. Straight talking ideas to grow your business. Hello and welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. My name is John Lawley and I run a web agency. Um, this is the podcast that aims to help you grow your business. Um, and today we've got um, one of our best guests back, uh, Lorenzo from Brick Digital. So hi, hi, hi Lorenzo. Hi, John. Thanks for having me back on. Now, the, uh, we've got you back on uh, popular demand because the last podcast that you appeared in um, was one of our most listened to episodes. So well done. There'll be some kind of a certificate and awards through the post. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what we thought was we're going to try and give um, our listeners a lot more value at the moment, especially with um, all the disruption due to the coronavirus. A lot of very worried businesses out there, people trying to uh, find new ways to do business. Um, so different value that we can add especially if they're looking into what they're doing on their website or marketing online. So who at the moment is doing well? Or do you have any case studies of people who are actually you know, benefiting from this at the moment? Well, I think benefiting is a bad, bad probably word for it at the moment, but they're doing, doing well because they've innovated and sort of worked on it. And we have a couple of clients, one in the event industry. Um, obviously, corporate events, all types of events and gatherings have been cancelled. But what they did was very quickly came to us and said, well, we formulated this new offering, which is actually an, an online stream of a virtual conference where people can be interactive and they put it all together and packaged it very quickly within about a week of lockdown being announced. And then we worked with them to produce a new um, search marketing campaign, new pay-per-click um, ads for it and drove people to this new landing page. And since then, they've been getting inquiries from that from corporates who are looking to keep running their conferences because communication is just as important now as it was before lockdown, if not even more important, and they still want to run them. So what they do is they run this offering for the client and they actually keep their conferences and events going. And that's been a great example of it because other event companies might have thought, well, let's just bury our heads in the sand now. Everything's being cancelled. There's nothing we can do. But that's a great example of innovating. But also just producing that offering would have done nothing for them. But it's how they then came to us and how we work to market that, which has then led to them actually to be able to evolve a bit and innovate through this lockdown. That is, yeah, that does seem to be a big thing because a lot of the people I know that we've spoken to in our circles have, it's, it's kind of a, almost a 50-50 mix. It's almost, I'm going to shut down and weather this thing out, stop spending anything at all. And then there are a number of people who are thinking, do you know what, actually, um, I could still be doing this and that. I could change my processes. I could change the way that I'm working but I don't need to be close to people to actually work. Is, I mean, is that going to be a benefit to people who've continued doing marketing during this time, do you think? I, I think massively, and it's, it's purely a case to people that have continued to do marketing, and there's been a lot spoken about it on LinkedIn and other publications and, and social media where people are mentioning that Google Ads, for example, the cost per click in most industries has dove through the floor now because it's got so low because so much of the competition have said, right, pause our ads, let's save costs now. But yeah, that has meant there's less companies bidding for clicks, which means that the cost per click has gone down. Um, so that's worked in a lot of companies' favors. And by innovating and then still pushing into their marketing and actually thinking, how can we use this right now, is working really well. For example, um, another great example is an accountancy firm we work with who have instead of sort of just continuing as they were, they've kept in contact with their clients. They've produced a lot of great information on coronavirus and the business grants, all the offerings by the government, and actually pushed that on their website. Then we've worked with them on another pay-per-click campaign, which is focusing on just helping businesses get the information they need. 
And by doing that, driving the driving this traffic to a targeted landing page of an accountant who are nearby them, who are offering free advice for it actually at that moment, they're then being able to convert them into new inquiries and new leads for their business. Because once again, they've kept pumping into their marketing and considered this isn't a time to just stay stagnant. We need to do something different here. It's very much, I think, you'll find when you're speaking to people, it's very much about added value at the moment and where we can add value because the majority of us aren't looking to spend massive amounts or sign new contracts. But it would be great to start those conversations with just adding value to somebody and then or hopefully, obviously, with the aim that after this, there'll be a chance to do business in the future. That yeah, I found that that's really important, isn't it? And I quite like the accountant idea because I've you know this is something that we've worked on with various different accountants together. I think um, you can actually see if you're looking at the analytics of those sites, the background um, number of hits that you get on a standard day is you know holding out quite average. All of a sudden, um, you see that the government um, are trying to put out help packages for different businesses, and the hits to their website just skyrocket overnight. As long as they are putting information out there for people to consume and the right information. Exactly. I also noticed as well, I mean, talking to different people, um, how, what do you recommend? Because there are certain people who are just, you know, obviously you're being quiet, but other people um, are trying to open up new methods of communication, um, but are scared of, say, email marketing or are scared of, say, Facebook and things like that. I mean, can people go wrong? Or is it just a case of if you don't talk to your customer base, you just disappear? I definitely think that's the case. Um, if you're not talking to them now, then you know their their mind is so cloudy. And as I said, it's less about selling to them if you're talking to them, but more about just communicating or adding some sort of value. So, I mean, what we're doing as a business is literally just staying in, co in communication through email and calling clients. But in those emails, actually offering them free added value services that we find from other partners and clients that are say offering free advice on the accountancy and the furlough scheme we're pushing that out to our clients and just saying to them you know this is not an, not an email from us selling anything we're not upselling we're not talking about our services here's something we think will be useful to you and you know run with it and, and see if you like it but that's what i think it's all just about communicating regardless of what medium it's on right now it's making sure that your existing client base and your previous one knows that you are still operating or, or aren't, or at, or at a reduced service, just simple things like that, keeping them in the loop. It did feel a bit like, um, if, you, if you think back to the GDPR deadline, and all of a sudden everyone wanted to send you an email saying that they were looking after your data a lot. And then, you know, a few, in the last few weeks, I've never known so many different organizations that really care about me and uh, want to look after me, even the yeah. ones I haven't been using, but they've got my email address. Um, but I suppose that kind of uh, method of, like you're saying, short information, but this is useful for you. So here's the accountant's details. They're talking about this. This is a service which will benefit you. It's not necessarily selling me. Is, is yeah. it must have been working quite well because you, you're keeping in regular contact. People are, you know, maybe have time to consume more emails, let's say, and, and, and use the web a lot more. Exactly. They're, they've got more time. And we just, I mean, even myself, you'll find yourself, you're consuming content. Whereas in the past, you might look at like an email and say, well, it's not right, really relevant right now. I've got a million other things to do. I'm not, not going to click on that link. I'm not going to bother with that article. But I find myself bothering now because we've got a bit more time on our hands. And so you've, you'll find that other people are consuming content at such a higher rate. Um, people that aren't working at all, maybe their business has shut down and they're now looking at other ways to improve the business. They're going to be consuming this content and really buying into it at this point, whereas in the past, they might be too busy for it.
So what's so what's been working well? What are a few different um, action points that people can can put in place pretty quickly? Well, I think what I think is important for businesses at the moment is those ones who are maybe slowed down or even had to shut down or sort of cancel business operations, maybe like some of these event companies that are just basically got nothing, no work to do at the moment. It's about finding ways that they can use their online presence. And these tips I want to talk about are very much about how they can do a few things to sort of just to keep them busy, A, and B, mean that they've come out of this with something useful and tangible. Um, And one of the biggest things that I'd like to talk about and probably people that have seen the other podcasts and know I talk about a lot is local search and Google business listings. Now, they're the easiest win for most businesses, but one of the ones that a lot of businesses don't understand or don't use and the ones that use them really well are usually working with an SEO agency because SEO agencies or experts, they know the value of them. Now, for a small business who a small business owner um, who might be watching this or listening in, they'll be thinking, right, I've got all this time on my hands. What can I do? Well, the first thing I'd say is to get a Google business listing if you don't have one already. Fill it out completely. If you do have one, make sure it's filled out completely. Lots of pictures, logo, of obviously, of the company. If you can, get pictures of yourself at work. And faces really do sell businesses these days because there's so much stock imagery around. But then also pictures of your work. And then making sure that, as I said, it's complete. That means when you see the offer to write a description that says 750 characters, don't do what a lot of people do and get turned off and think, God, I've not got the time for that. Right now, we really do have the time for it. So write a full description and make sure that that description includes the services you offer, the locations you serve, and all of those things. And then go through that listing, that Google business listing, it's totally free, and fill it all out. Now, once you've done that, make sure that everything on it is exactly correct, i.e. your website address on it, links to your homepage on your site. Make sure that's all linked up. That follows on to my second point, one of my best tips I could give, which in a way is to do with your Google business listing. Now, Google business listing, we all know, appears in that map section at the top of Google when you search, if you're looking for plumbers in my area or pipe bursts at this time of the year and you're sort of speaking, you're looking for somebody nearby, that will pop up. But that's actually, in a way, influenced by your website. Now, what a lot of people don't realize is they might fill out their Google business listing and they'll put their address in, whether they've got a shop or if they're just an office, they'll put the address in there and not consider that on their website, their address is actually tweaked slightly. So they might say three Amber Close, and then they might go straight in with the county and then just with the postcode. And then on their website, they detail the address even more. Now, this is somewhere that you can really will will have an impact on where your Google business listing appears and also where your website appears when somebody searches locally. Making sure that your name, the name of your business, the um, address of the business and the phone number are precisely the same on your Google business listing and on your website. So if it's in your footer, have your business name exactly the same as it reads on your Google business listing sat there in your footer beneath it the address exactly the same and the phone number exactly the same now that helps right. google link them both together and tie them together and see them as okay well that website is definitely associated with that google business listing they are the same people and we know exactly where they're located so if they are a plumbers we know people around that address that we see there should be seeing them in the google map listings there's some of the two of the biggest points that i can say right now that people can do You don't need a web developer. You don't need an SEO agency to do that. You can get ahead and do that right now. Um, So attention to detail then, making sure all those links are precise and across the board. And it's one of those things that will 
pass by when we're busy all year round and think, oh, well, that doesn't really matter. You know, I'll have a few calls from Google and they do all right. And, uh, you know, you just get a bit flustered and you never really think about those finer details. Well, now you can and just check and you'll find that most people will find errors and it will make a difference when they fix those errors. Now, following on from that, getting more reviews. So this is a great time, as I said, we've got more time on our hands as business owners. Also, clients and past customers have a lot more time on their hands. So if they just used you to lay new laminate in January, why not get back in contact either on the phone or however you communicate in the past, say to them, you know, do you mind writing a review on my Google business listing or writing a review for our website, a testimonial? Getting those kind of things compiled right now is going to help you in the future when people visit your website or look for you on Google. The more reviews you have, that will influence how, how much exposure you get on Google. So it's another thing. Those clients have a lot more time on their hands now. So use that because they'll be prepared to actually spend time writing you a nice review because it will give them something to do for 10 minutes while they're trying to waste the day by. <laughs> for some people, that's how it is. I know for me, sometimes it's like I'm trying to find things to do to take up my time. Um, so that's another important thing you can do. Now, all of this is, as I said, it's very much about getting found on Google. Yeah. And obviously that traffic is important. Um, so the final thing for that, which I'd say is creating more content for your website. So making yeah. sure that your website reads perfectly well and that it actually explains what you do. So good tip for that is to get somebody that doesn't know you, jump on a Facebook group um, in your local area, you know, like a, for me, it's like Abbott's Langley Matters is one I always see coming up. And you could jump in that group and say to them, hi, everyone, um, I've got this website. Could somebody please just give me five minutes of their time, 10 minutes of their time to review the site? And I want you to come back to me with exactly what this company does and where it serves. Now, once again, they've got loads of time, so use it for a bit of peer feedback. They might take a look and then come back to you and say, well, um, you know, you're a plumber or you're sort of, you know, a gutter cleaner in the area. And then you actually think to yourself, well, actually, we do drain unblocking. We're, you know, experts in this. We do drain jetting. If they can't understand that for your website, then the customers who come to you can't either. So that might be a reason why your website has never brought you a new booking. You know, those uh, kinds of things. Yeah. It's simple peer feedback. And the reason I think, you know, this is, this makes sense all year round. But right now, people have a lot more time to do it and they'll give you better feedback. And people love to give you their opinions, I've always found. So that's like that's a great way of, of getting round and also as well getting your name heard to the local area as well. Exactly. And um, I mean, it also helps a long technical thing in SEO. It's not something you should worry about. But if you get 100 visitors from your target area to your website in a day, you will find that your website ranks higher in that area in general. because it So it will help by posting it in Facebook groups. But once again, it's not promotional. You're just doing it to get help and like you said everybody loves to share their opinion um so that's what i'd say you know some great tips for people to go ahead with and, and get done now so it's get your google business listing updated make sure those finer details are perfect your name address and phone number are the same across all of them gather the reviews keep that communication going with your past and existing clients and then also get some peer feedback on your website messaging and, and what it really says about you as a business so they're the, they're the tips for getting found. And then what things you can actually do on your website. Now, this is one thing that I wanted to mention on this podcast when we mentioned it, was actually looking at if 500 people visited your site and you're getting one of those convert. It's actually about increasing that to three or four or five people converting. Now, 
a lot of us think our website is great. We all think that our website does what it should and that it's easy to navigate and that it tells you exactly what we do and how to, it doesn't most of us because we're <laughs> looking at it and we know the business. So one yeah. of the things I see the most, which I think cripples conversion rates, is contact forms that are just a contact form. It says, contact us, and then your name, your phone, your email, and then the message. It says, your message. That is not relatable at all for most businesses. So let's go back to the drain unblocking company. You would have a contact form that just says, contact us. What's going to happen when I fill in my details? Okay, I've got a drain to unblock, but what? I don't have a clue what's going to happen after this form is press submit. And a lot of the time we get that thank you message and we're like, right, or do I just wait for a phone call or an email, which I don't really trust if it's ever going to come back. So one tip that I think is great and usually, you know, wouldn't just give this away, but in circumstances is useful for people is to have not only a call to action, but actually show that there's a process behind your contact form. So it could be request a callback above it and then it says enter your details below and we'll call you back within 24 hours to discuss a survey of your drains perfect i know what's going to happen when i fill out that form it could even be a case that they have drop down boxes that say tell us more about your issue and then we'll get in contact and they can select i've got the drain in the back bathroom is you know is blocked or the toilet's overflowing maybe that'd be more of an emergency thing that you want to be filling out a form for <laughs> but really showing the customer that there's a reason why they're giving you all these details and what's going to happen next and what your business. And also it just shows you're more professional if you have a process as to how you follow up clients. And yeah. I know it sounds to a lot of business owners, small business owners might think, well, that's, you know, pie in the sky stuff. But it's really not that important. It really is because I, as a consumer, when I go on a, a website like nowadays, I want you to just give me all the information. I want to consume it quickly. I hate filling out contact forms that just say contact us. Most half the time you don't even hear back from the, that company because they don't even realize how their contact form works. That, that is a really, yeah, that is a really good point and very valuable. I must absolutely agree. Just adding a little bit to that, I think from, from my own experience, a lot of the tradespeople as well will be using some form of back office system. Um, a lot of these trades nowadays use something called ServiceMate. And actually, okay. ServiceMate, um, you can actually create um, the um, actual quoting forms directly through there and actually integrate it into something like a WordPress website. It doesn't take very long to do. So actually, when you're clicking on the contact form, you're actually filling out the details of what actually that booking needs to be. So, you know, I live at this address, we've got this problem, and um, these are my contact details. That then goes into their CRM system straight away. I mean, you can do that with, with other forms on websites, of course, but um, knowing that it's a back office system, that they will actually get the stuff and they will actually then respond to your inquiry, I think. And they've already got the details to quote you the price. Exactly. It just takes you that step for, further forward, doesn't it? Are you actually it, getting it the job. That, exactly, exactly that. And also it just makes you as a, or the person as a consumer, just feel like they're working with or they're looking at a company that really knows their stuff and really has a plan for, they know then, you're organized. You know, you have a way of doing things here. You're not just going to take my inquiry. You might give me a, a bell and see if see if you want to come around or is it a big enough job for me. At least if you define that in the contact form, you know how to approach the customer. And also yeah. the customer feels much happier when you call them up and say, Hi, I heard that you know your back drain's been blocked for a week. How can we help you out? Let's come along and do this. This is what our process is. Now that you've got in contact with your details, you know, you can even say to them at the moment, because we're social distancing. We have a process, you leave your key outside and we call you 15 minutes before like that. Just proving you have a process and just taking some time to write some blurb around your contact form, changing it from a contact form to a request a callback form or 
or like you said, literally asking them for the details of the job. So it's a quote form. They're actually getting a quick quote or requesting a quote. That makes such a difference to businesses and how well they convert on their website. And even, you know, stopping the time wasters as well is part of it, isn't it? Because you can then just call back. It's, you know, X amount of pounds an hour. So do you want us to do this or not? It's almost the kind of the first question answered as to whether that person is serious or not. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. I think that's my, that's my biggest tips around it is that things that people can actually do here now, if they have access to their website, if they don't, they can start to plan this out and pass it on to their web designer. Uh, they're not massive tricks or massive things to go ahead and do, but they will make a difference and they're quick wins, which will start to help these businesses. And also when you start to do this kind of stuff, you actually find, oh, actually, yeah, our website doesn't say anything about these services and you start to realize see the holes when you take a deeper dive into this stuff amazing well thank you very much lorenzo we've we've taken up a lot of your time there but i'm sure there's another follow-up episode from this i'm sure we'll have a lot of questions about how to how actually implement these different things um so thank you very much for watching or listening um if you're on itunes or on the podcasting services don't forget we are recording this at a safe social distance via zoom um, but if obviously you have a better recommendation for different uh, video conferencing software, we'd love to hear from you. And maybe that's another podcast in itself. So don't forget to like and share the show and um, keep listening. We'll see you next time. That's all for this time. But don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.